welcome back to another episode of the Fez Talks Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Fez. Today in the podcast, Zack Snyder's Justice League, with my cousin Dylan and his friend Garrett. So, without any further ado, let's get into it. I heard about you. Didn't think you were real. Your guilt's have become your reason. Hate is useless. I will come for my great prize. If you want the Batman, here is something that can help you. I have a stake in this world, and it's time I started fighting for it. You've fulfilled your promise. I spent a lot of time trying to divide us. I need to bring us together. Make this right. So, today on Fez Talks, we're doing the Snyder's Cut of Justice League, the only definitive version of this movie, with my cousin Dylan. Dylan, say hi. What up? And Dylan's friend Garrett. Garrett, say hi, and actually introduce yourself to everybody out there, since even I haven't met you yet. Alrighty, hello. My name is Garrett. I'm a big uh, comic book fan, uh, mostly of DC and Star Wars. Um... I'm a, you know, I'm one of those what you would call nerds, all the cool cats in town would say. So, I've heard from Dylan that you think that the Snyder Cut is your favorite DC movie of all time. So far, I can say it is. Now, I'm, I'm not, uh, I will, I am very biased with DC movies. I've grown up with DC. Uh, um, I do like them. I've got my own opinions about Marvel and DC movies, but uh, out of all of them I've seen, I have to say that the Snyder Cut was, in my opinion, the the best one. Uh, I really liked everything about it. I have very little complaints about that movie, which is something to say about too many movies, uh, but I'm not one to be like, oh, I hate him because it's got, what, not my favorite character or someone dies in it or something. But I got to say out of all of them, this one had to take the cake is my favorite one. So, Dale, I know you've seen the original cut of Justice League. Garrett, I have to assume you have too. Of course. So, I'm going to go to Dylan first. Dill, <clears throat> what did you think of the original cut of Justice League first? So I remember when we when we saw that when it first came out, I wasn't I wasn't impressed. It was like it was it was an enjoyable movie but not memorable at all like uh, it's a very the original cut was a very forgettable movie garrett i'd have to agree i uh, when i first saw it in the theaters you know i was very excited for it i went to new york a couple days before and i saw the posters and i'm like okay this movie's gonna be good um and i, I saw it with my brother oh the, the advertisement uh, the day of release they were. Uh, it was like they were hyping this movie up. I mean, this movie was also rivaling, I believe, Avengers Infinity yeah. War at the same time. So, you know, I also feel that's a part of its downfall, but that's for later. Um, but I went in there, watched the movie, and I came out and I was like, okay, you know, it, it didn't blow my socks off. It didn't make me feel, I think there's something missing, you know, because I know who Steppenwolf is. My brother, on the other hand, didn't know. Uh, he forgot his name uh, after he got on the movie, and they say his name quite a bit. Um, I also, you know, it was, when I first saw it, I, I couldn't say that I was impressed, but I wasn't disappointed until a couple months after when I started seeing all these, you know, and I was like, okay, yeah, I can see why it was not liked at all. So me, really. and I saw this movie with Dylan, uh, I did not like it from Jump Street, and as somebody who has been in film and worked on sets before, I could tell what was, even before we saw the Snyder Cut, uh, what was Zack Snyder and what was Joss Whedon. And we'll get into this later, but all the really good parts of that original cut are all Zack Snyder. 
And uh, now, grant you that there are moments that I I liked in this in the original cut, but none of the things that I really really liked were in that cut versus the Snyder cut. Amazon. Oh, this one will be mine. I belong to no one. Dilly, first overall reaction to the Snyder Cut, and how did you view it? So, la- the day it came out on Thursday, there was like six of us that came to my house, and we had like a watch party for it, and... The literally from like the first the first shot of the movie to the final shot, like like I, I must have been the most annoying person in the room because I was just saying the entire time, like, oh my god, the soundtrack's so good, the CGI is so good, the cinematography is incredible. Like I, I loved it the entire way through. Like I I couldn't get enough of it. The thing the thing I clung to most was the cinematography. Because I think the aspect ratio helps that a little bit. And there's there's so many shots in that movie that are just like in like they're they're so good like you can pause it at certain points and like like one of the final shots when uh superman flies up and he's like it's like a silhouette almost because he's like blocking the sun like it looks straight out of a con it looks like a comic panel there's shots in this movie that just look like they're a comic panel that's so good Garrett, your your first view. So I saw the movie twice that day. And when I got up in the morning with my brother, uh, I was like, all right, it's time. It's time for the Snyder Cut. Uh, he stopped his school. We sat down. And at first, um, when we started the movie, my brother uh, was like, oh, why is it in like, why is there the, you know, the side panels on the set? And I go, well, you know, I, I heard that Zack Snyder, he envisioned it to be almost like a comic book panel because, you know, he wanted it mostly action is upwards you know like maybe swinging an axe upward from steppenwolf or superman flying up or something like that why it was different when i viewed it with friends later on in the day the first thing they said was i don't like the side panel but then after when i asked them they said oh you know it was good but my first viewing was very very good i genuinely enjoyed it um i it it, it was four hours uh two minutes and 28 seconds or somewhere around there. Um, it, to me, felt like about two hours and a half. And I was impressed with the pacing of the movie. I was impressed with the shots, the music choices, um, the action, of course. It uh, Immediately, I could tell this was different than the original cut of the movie. And I was impressed. And I can say, in my opinion, that it was better than the original cut by a long shot. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, me, I watched it first thing in the morning, and then as Dylan was watching it later on that day, I was watching it again. And without a question, this movie is far superior to that original cut. <clears throat> That's the first thing. Second thing is is that I don't know if you guys know. I know Dylan noticed it because we talked about it a bunch. But Garrett, I don't know if you noticed this, but. You could tell how disjointed the Whedon cut was versus the Snyder cut because you had a flowing story. And characters like Batman, who had the ridiculous, stupid one-liners he would never say in the, in the Whedon cut, didn't happen in the, in, in the Snyder cut. So I was impressed with that. I was more in tune with the musical choices with XL Junkie doing the soundtrack. Grant you, I missed uh, the Batman, the 1989 Batman theme during that that chase, but I was okay with that. Wait, really? I didn't even know that. Well, I'm well. I, that's the one thing that I missed at, from Whedon to 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 Snyder. That's the only thing that I missed. But that's because I'm partial to that Batman. <laughs> but you knew that. I didn't. I didn't even know that was in the film. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, er, er, everything and and one of my one of the things that I missed f- 
from the uh, from the trailer that we didn't get in the Whedon cut that we finally got in the Snyder cut, black suited Superman. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that was the most notable scene from the trailers is when he comes back. Yeah, like just completely absent from the Whedon cut, and you're like, huh? Like that's the death of Superman arc of the movies. I mean, he. in the death yep. of Superman, when he's reborn uh, after the other Superman that take before him, uh, he comes back with a mullet, uh, which is what Zack Snyder originally wanted, but he cut that out. Um, and his black suit, and it's it's an iconic suit, and I'm surprised that they just gave a tease trailer, but didn't actually implement it in the movie. And that was, to me, I was like, okay, that's a, a weird choice, but I guess I can go with it. So you guys didn't think that the because I've heard different things from different people that I know who are also in into movies that they felt like the the Amazonian prelude and the and all all that background stuff that I personally like all that ba- backstory um was too long what did you guys think um I mean I could see why people may think it's too long uh but as I said before, you know, I'm a comic book guy. I, I look for every detail. I, I enjoy, you know, reading the comics and all that. So when they, when they start, you know, it, I felt it was better that they introduced it more because I felt like the Whedon version just felt rushed. I mean, it was cut down quite a bit, obviously, and it, it didn't have enough. It didn't, it just kind of like, for example, if we look at Cyborg and The Flash, they were just kind of thrown, and even Aquaman too, even though he was getting a movie later on, um, they were just kind of thrown in the movie as I'd say like little funny stand-in characters. Um, sure, they fought, they said things, but the Snyder Cut really, you know, diversified everyone. And it, it, it I, I don't really cry too much at movies, but the scene when Cyborg gets killed with his mother brought a tear to my eyes. Wow. I just, like, you knew that something happened. I, I never really knew about Cyborg or whatever he had uh, or how he turned into Cyborg. I, you know, that was interesting to me. But I feel like even just that little scene there, we need more Cyborg or we needed to know, you know, the backstory of the mother boxes. We needed to see that great war and to see all of that just to help progress the story. And sure, it can seem a bit long at times, but the thing is, to me, it just wasn't boring. It was just more interesting than anything else. Pickles? Yeah, I um, oops, I just hit the mic a little bit. I think one of my one of my favorite things that they changed was the fact that Darkseid was the one that originally went to Earth and not Steppenwolf, and they made a lot of changes in that scene too, from the original. Like um, when you see, I don't remember what his name what his name was, but like the the Green Lantern like back then. Like he, even he gets more screen time. He gets like a couple more seconds of screen time and he does a, he does an entirely different attack than he does in the Whedon version. That, that was one of my favorite scenes in the whole film. But I thought everything on Themyscira and with the Amazonians, like that backstory is necessary. Cause it, it just, it sets the movie up perfectly. Like, you know, what's going on once shit starts to go down. And that's like, that's what you need. So other than our, our backstory, other than our backstory that we we got that Definitely. was your personal favorite in what what changes did you guys like i'm, I'm gonna start it off with you dill other than that oh like changes like just in the movie in general over to the snyder cut yeah um one of my favorite scenes in the film was when he saves iris because I feel like with speedsters, like in the like in the Flash show, and even like Quicksilver, and like the the X Men movies, or when you see him briefly in the MCU, like with speedsters in general, you don't see a lot from their perspective. You just see like what they did, and like that whole scene with Iris, where you see him just like walking around, he grabs the hot dog, puts it in his pocket, like that was that was one of my favorite scenes. I thought it was hysterical. Like every time Flash was on screen, I was laughing. Like I thought, I thought his dialogue in the whole movie was just fantastic. He was like my favorite character. Yeah. Never mind the whole scene where he was that that was that like that like blew my mind. I thought that was incredible. Yeah, 
That was a good one. But I, I liked a lot more than uh, Quicksilver in um, the X-Men movies with his, um, you know, time in a bottle and saving everyone in uh, X-Men. Or I like that. The Flash is reversing time. I haven't seen the entirety yeah. of Flash show, so I could be missing something that's cooler. But So my personal favorite, and you're going to be like, I can't believe you didn't choose a Batman scene was actually the recut of Wonder Woman's entrance. Also a good scene. <laughs> I I kept thinking to myself, well, first of all, if you look side by side the color grading between Joss Whedon's Wonder Woman scene and then uh, Zack Snyder's Wonder Woman scene, so much more cinematic, and then you get just so much more scope with Wonder Woman in Zack Snyder's cut. And... And grant you, like, I don't know how much you guys know about Whedon and all his troubles, but I thought it was pretty telling that he took out probably the thing, one of the few things that made me tear up was Wonder Woman and the little girl at the end of the scene. Yeah, that's a powerful scene. (laughs) You okay, princess? I'll be like you someday. You can be anything you want to be. So, uh, overall, story-wise, it, it, it came at a, not necessarily a phonetic pace, but it was very well paced for a four-hour movie. We've, we, we've, we've seen Lord of the Rings, and we've seen the, uh, at least I have, I've seen the extended cuts of Lord yes. of the Rings. Those movies were long. To me, this movie, mm. it felt like me watching like a regular two-hour movie where I didn't need to... I I was captivated by the whole story and all the visuals and everything. Um, especially, especially when you get to the fact that one of the big things that... I, big problems I personally had with the Whedon cut was, oh, Bruce is going to get uh, Lois Lane to come and get Superman out of his stupidity or you know his whole uh pet cemetery moment that ne- that never flew with me it, it the whole setup of that was terrible but yeah. i i i got to hand it to Zack Snyder both thinking as a yeah. comic book person and as a as a film person that this works way much way better that Lois ha- keeps going to that memorial and this is the last time that she's going and she's literally leaving as Superman appears. Um, Listen, Mom. They wanted me back for a reason. I need to find out why. Tell me... Dill, I know you probably have some nitpicks and you know what my biggest one is and I'll lay it out unless you guys lay it out for me yeah. biggest nitpick about the Snyder cut if I'm gonna be honest like there wasn't there wasn't anything notable to me that I didn't really like about the film I guess I guess one thing is that I I was I, I was reading some online that everyone's asking Zach obviously like oh like you're gonna do more like you're gonna do another Justice League movie and he said, like, he he sets this movie up so that, like, the, the really true comic book fans, like, there's a lot of fan service. They get those moments, even with, like, the nightmare scene at the end of the movie. Like, I guess, I guess my thing with it is that, like, he set a lot of stuff up in this movie, knowing that a lot of it probably won't happen, which is just kind of unfortunate for, like, the studio. But... I guess I guess he had the fan he he had the fans in mind in this movie, which is probably the best thing going for it. But I guess it's more like the studio's decision that a lot of the stuff that's set up in this movie probably won't go through. Garrett, biggest Nick pick. Well, I was gonna piggyback off of Dylan. I feel like you know he he obviously uh, knew that most of this probably wouldn't happen, but I feel that he had that small little hope, or you know, to quote Batman, faith, Alfred, faith. I think he had a little faith towards. If really enjoyed the ending of this movie and the different 
storylines that I've created where it can go in all these different directions. Perhaps there will be a little uprising like before with hashtag release a Snyder Cut. Maybe there might be another little, um, you know, thing to bring out the rest of my movies. And clearly there were, I believe it was 1.7 million people. Um, uh, it was 24 hours in total, which broke, uh, I believe, quite a few Hollywood records. I could be completely wrong on that. But from what I've seen on Twitter, it was really good. Uh, like Ray Parker, the actor for Cyborg, um, Zack Snyder himself, a lot of other, um, you know, Hollywood stars really, all they had to say was hashtag Lisa Snyder Cut, bring up or uh, restore the Snyderverse. And I feel, you know, there might've been a little, he might've had a little bit of faith there as in like, hey, maybe these people might help me bring out the rest of my feeling, small hunch that I think eventually it will come up. I, I just got a little feeling, you know, because just the line where Steppenwolf, you know, says uh, Dark Side has control of the multiverse or something like that, or different multiverses, just that line alone could possibly be like, oh, maybe there's yeah. Zack Snyder's multiverse line, then there's Joss Whedon slash, you know, the Warner Brothers storyline. Um, so, you know, it could go in many different directions, but the, uh, I mean, Again, I really didn't have too, too many, if any, that were notable at all. Um, but, you know, maybe a couple, uh, there's one mistake, but that, it, it, it was the second time I viewed it, I was like, oh, wait, that's that's different. Um, chucks it at the, the tunnel, the water starts coming through and Aquaman comes. Cyborg tells Wonder Woman to get on, yeah, tells him to get onto the, uh, get into the bat tank and, and shows Wonder Woman hop on there. But then the next was Wonder Woman staring at the water again, turning around and then jumping up. So just a little editing mistake. But other than that, it wasn't anything that was like, oh, geez, well, cancel this entire movie because he made an editing mistake. It was just a little something I noticed. And I was like, oh, then I saw some people on Twitter notice it as well. But other than that, nothing really to, to kill me over bother me enough for that. Master Wayne. You did it. You put the team together to fight this war. You've fulfilled your promise. But to try to do that, I mean, your guilt's overcome your reason. Not all the king's horses, nor all the king's men could. Alfred, for once, I'm operating strictly on faith, not on reason. But if you start playing with this little box of tricks, I mean, it could be the end of everything. How do you know your team's strong enough? If you can't bring down the charging bull, then don't wave the red cape at it. You do when it's this red cape. This red cape charges back. So the one big thing, and Dylan knows where I'm going, that I hated about the Snyder Cut, and it's not because of Snyder or anything, um, is I've always disliked Jared Leto's Joker, and it feels forced putting him in to the nightmare sequence not necessarily just because yeah. i mean like that interaction between batman and joker is fine i just don't like jared leto as the joker he just yeah. he doesn't scream joker mm -hmm. to me i agree and you know what i will say that all the actors involved in justice league and you know wanted Zack Snyder, they loved working for Zack Snyder, and that's why uh, when you uh, talk about Jarrett Leto or even uh, Ben Affleck, they did not get paid to, or, or anybody in that scene got paid for their time for that reshoot. But Zack Snyder said to himself, I'm never going to get Ben Affleck and Jarrett Leto together in another movie or I don't yeah. think I am, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get them together for this. It it makes no sense for the Snyderverse to not have Batman and Joker meet up. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I think he did it pretty good. He executed it. He executed it well. But I do agree. Like in Suicide Squad, I, I am the one. Enough. Um, I just I didn't like it that much. I wasn't interested. I but that's for another day. 
Um, but I was not a fan of Jared Leto's Joker. Um, I he just, I didn't like the pimp. I do appreciate that he tried to, you know, uh, change his face, make the hair longer. He, there's a couple of scenes when he tried to mirror Heath Ledger's Joker, which sure, uh, I guess that could work, but it wasn't anything. Wow. The Joker, this new Jared Leto joke, best Joker I've seen. Um, it, it, it was it was cool. I liked it, but I do agree it was for understand why it was a you know they weren't getting paid and it was just uh, the one reshoot that he wasn't they didn't want him to do but he did anyway and b he wanted the Joker and the Batman his Batman and Joker to meet up once at least for fantasy and you know talk about it so that I, I can't agree with that nitpick I I, I don't have any problems with that. Pickles. I've never been a fan of. I, I like Jared Leto in other movies that I've seen him in, but I don't enjoy him as the Joker by any means. And it seems like the the Joker they had in this scene was a lot different from the Joker they had in Suicide Squad. I still don't like either one. Like you said, it feels forced. Mm-hmm. I like like when I when I just hear him speak, like it's just ugh. it 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 just like makes me cringe. I just I just don't like how he sounds. So Garrett, this is your favorite DC movie. Sell me on Zack Snyder's Justice League if I were somebody who didn't know who any members of the Justice League were or never watched anything DC. Um, you would like me to tell you like League members? No, I'm saying like if I were completely oblivious to the whole DC and Marvel phenomenon, um, sell me on why I should watch this movie. If Victor wants to try to save the world by fusing with the Doom Boxes, I, I say we put him in the Doom Boxes. But getting him in means attacking that base. Fighting the devil and his army. You know. I mean, this, this guy's probably fought hundreds of thousands of other super beings on the other planets he's destroyed, right? And we have to assume he's won. I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. He's never fought us. Not us united. Well, uh, it was funny because that was actually one, the my second viewing of the movie. He only came for the food. He didn't care to see the movie. <laughs> he didn't care to see anything Batman or Superman. Uh, he, he didn't like Marvel. He didn't like superheroes. So he actually asked me, what is so good about this movie? And I said, well, I should ask you, what what are you afraid of this movie? What, what is not attracting you of this movie? And he goes, well, you know, it, it's four hours long. It's all this. And I essentially told him that, you know, it, he, he was someone that liked war movies. And I said, well, um, consider this movie to be like a war movie, okay? Only this is with, you know, a, a, a small group, a small band of heroes, uh, all with their unique, you know, abilities, fighting one big evil, uh, as Tony Stark says, up there. Um, and this movie really stuck out to me. And I, 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 on Twitter, I've been preaching. I mean, no one really reads it, but... I've been preaching that people watch this movie at least in their lifetime. Because if you're if you're someone that's not really into su- the superhero genre, but you're like, you know what, I'll give one movie a chance. And let's say you want to give one movie from DC and one movie from Marvel. I'd say give maybe Captain America a chance and then the Snyder Cut. Just because how well the character development was. If you look at Joss Whedon's, I... Cyborg, for the longest time I forgot was in the movie. In this movie, I would dare say he is the best written and he is almost the face of the movie with how important he is. And it's crazy how the turn of a dime, two separate movies, one movie he says booyah, and in the other movie, he's, (laughs) you know, you've got all this crazy, you know, stuff going on and it's just it, it attracted me. And Zack Snyder, I remember in the advertising for this movie, he was saying, you know, Cyborg, we're giving them a lot more screen time. We're giving them a lot more Cyborg. Uh, Ray Parker was very disappointed with the Whedon cut uh, or the Whedon version of the movie because he just, he felt humiliated. He just wasn't in the movie. 
Uh, and this was his chance. And I think they aced it. And if I were to say, watch this movie, I'd say, watch it for Cyborg. Watch it for that one character. Of all the characters, all beautifully written. I liked everything. Um, Cyborg really, like, I'd say watch, maybe struggle through the Whedon version and then watch the Snyder version. And then you'll see what superhero movies are really made of. What makes a superhero movie? I'd say the character development. Of course, the action. You, you gotta see the action in the movie, but really what um, me to watch a superhero movie, especially a standalone movie as well, like Joker 2019, Wonderful, and all that. So that would be my answer to that question. Watch it for at least the character development and pay attention to Cyborg, especially. Oh my goodness. Where's the Cyborg? His name is Victor. We met, spoke. Give him time. You must be Barry. I'm Diana. Hi, Barry. I'm Diana. That's not right. Great. So this is us. Yeah, this is us. Oh, awesome. As a bad signal, that's your... Oh, sh sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's, that's what that means. Dylan, sell me on Snyder's Justice League. I would say for, like, if you're just a fan of films in general... It's a fantastic movie to watch just for the cinematography alone. Cause like I was getting blown away the entire time and I'm really, I'm really intrigued to watch it in black and white, but I was just, I was blown away the entire time by some of the shots in the movie. Like I think one of, one of my favorites was when um, Aquaman's walking off and there's just, he throws the bottom down. There's just a big wave that like crashes up onto him. And a lot of that scene was in the trailers like the original trailer for justice league and like they cut out like so, like they cut out a lot of aquaman in the whedon cut and that that whole scene i don't remember where that was exactly like that village that he was visiting but like all the scenes around there i loved and the the, the cinematography all the way through in this movie just blew me away and I, I would say that alone is worth watching it almost reminded me of the Lighthouse movie, uh, the scenes with Aquaman uh, in the village. It, it looked a lot like yeah. the Lighthouse. It was like the yeah, same type that of movie is what, yeah. black and white. Uh, you've got the black and white version of the movie now, so it's going to parallel it even more if you would, if you, you know, want to compare it at least. And I would, I would say the main difference between Zack Snyder's Justice League and Josh Whedon's Justice League is the fact that Zack Snyder was making a movie and yes it is a superhero movie but at the end of the day he he did it for the love of filmmaking josh whedon's justice league was pretty much dc's crack at making a marvel movie it was colorful it was funny the villain was the the, the villain served almost no purpose to the plot it like they set stuff up horribly like it I, I, josh whedon's justice league was just dc's attempt at trying to make a marvel movie and I think that was its biggest downfall. Yeah. For Dark Side. Not impressed. If you want an epic movie, not only an epic movie, an epic movie where desperate forces come together, Snyder's Justice League is the movie to see. Not only because it's wonderfully shot, but it's a complete story, and you're getting the story from different points of view. You got Aquaman and his not wanting to be a part of the man of the the world of man and the world of the sea. You've got Barry Allen struggling to figure out what happened to his mother, and you know, be this superhero, cyborg with his whole being half man, half machine, and trying to find his way through the world. Wonder Woman struggling to be a normal person and being this symbol that not only was Superman's deal, but also Batman's deal. Then you've got Superman who, you know, comes back from the dead and, you know, decides to forgive. Kind of like <laughs> some religious figure that we won't even mention. 
And then you've got, you know, Bruce Wayne, Batman. You know, he made a mistake. You know, he made a mistake, and he's he's man enough to say, I made a mistake, and I'm going to fix it. But I need help in fixing this. And he goes out, and he brings the Justice League together. He doesn't make it meld. And that's one of my biggest gripes with, you know, the Snyder... Uh, not the Snyder Cut, the, the Whedon version of Justice League, or the Justice League. <laughs> um, that, you know... It, he he makes he makes the assumption that Batman brought everybody together and he's making it all meld. No, because you know everybody's coming from their different perspectives. And what I liked about you know Snyder's cut is that versus Joss's cut, you know there were the scenes in the in quotes Batcave where they're all at, at each other's throats and being all argumentative. In this cut, you've got them you know, actually discussing, like, I know you guys are too young for this, but in the Super Friends, or any of the Justice League comic, uh, comics, the animated shows during the 90s, they would all be around the table and they'd be discussing things. Your point of view, this point of view, alright, let's meet somewhere in the middle and then make make the plan. That's what I lo love about this movie and that's what people should, you know, really focus on in this movie it, it's got a lot of heart versus the justice the justice league which you know i guess had heart but it was so convoluted because of all the mis mistaken attempts at humor to come from characters that you know aren't supposed to be purposefully humorful like batman is supposed to be your straight man why would you go and you know say uh, I don't think we're going to get the band back together. I, that type of stuff annoyed me. How many people are on this special fight team? Three. Including you? Three? Against against what? I'll tell you on the plane. Plane? What are your superpowers again? I'm rich. But my pitch yeah. again... <laughs> my pitch again for, for Snyder's Justice League is wonderfully shot. The characters are supernatural yet believable. They're the bad guy is not necessarily the bad guy. He's just the foot soldier for the real bad guy, which gives it an, just another so many layers to this movie that you know I don't think in ten to twenty watches I could ever be able to tell you everything that's in this movie. And that's my pitch. I like it. Yeah. To me, it's crazy how they they just looked at, you know, the, the Joss Whedon. I mean, I understand there are complications with the unfortunate passing of Zack Snyder's daughter. But to me, it's just crazy how they looked at, you know, the Joss Whedon version. And they looked at all the scenes that Zack Snyder had, or his vision, and then all the scenes that Zack Snyder had already filmed and his vision. And they went with Joss Whedon's, you know, for, I know they had to, but it, it just, it, it felt weird and it just felt off. And I'm just surprised that they went that approach and they still are strong believing that this is the approach to do. Now, sure, I am excited for the Flash movie. I'm excited for the Suicide Squad and all the other ones to come, Black Adam especially, but I gotta say, I just, I don't really see the vision. I don't see the point of, they had what, I'd consider Batman for Superman a team-up movie. So two team-up movies, uh, but then the rest are all just all these standalone movies that don't really connect too much. So I just find it weird that that was the approach that they took. But maybe, you know, I don't know. It's weird to me. The the overall thing with to... to... Mm -hmm remember Garrett is that they were trying to catch up to Marvel and the funny thing is is that Marvel started out with Iron Man then Captain no wait Iron Man the Hulk Captain yeah. America Thor and by the time that I think Iron Man 2 came out was the first Avengers movie so you all had already set up four out of the six main, main Avengers 
when when we're talking about the DC universe, we had Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, which uh, premiered, uh, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman and uh, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Then Wonder Woman came out months before Justice League, and grant you yeah. that it was in development, but Aquaman was like a good year, two years behind. How's Victor doing? You know, want to be by himself. We're asking a kid who just lost his father to go up against the most powerful machines in the universe. It's not fair. I thought you didn't care. I never said that. Before we would get that. So, you know, you're trying... The thing is that the, the Snyder Cut gives us the backstory that we would have needed for Aquaman, Cyborg, and Flash. Because we already had the backstory. Yeah. Everybody basically knows the backstory of Batman. I, I, I love Batman, and I get tired of seeing that Bruce's parents got murdered right in front of him, right outside the Monarch Theater. Um, you had a revisioning of Kal-El's backstory in Man of Steel. And, you know, you get your backstory with Wonder Woman and the Wonder Woman movie... And a little bit in Batman versus Superman, because you've got the little clips from Lex Luthor that he's doing the whole metahuman thing. But the reason why the the Joss Whedon cut fails, and Dill can back me up on this, it's because you know the only person you're really really invested in is Bruce Wayne. It makes Justice League a Bruce Wayne movie versus a team movie. Yeah, I can see that. Dell thoughts. And like if that were the case, then don't call it Justice League. It's like how like Captain America Civil War. It's pretty much an Avengers movie because they're all in it, but the plot revolves around Captain America and his battle with Tony. And like like you said, like it pretty much makes Justice League a Batman movie when most of the plot revolves around him specifically. While in Zach's movie, everyone gets pretty equal screen time, I'd say. I think maybe Flash had the least out of anyone. Or maybe Aquaman Aquaman might have had the least. But like, it's hard to even tell because they all got pretty even screen time. And the screen time they did get was fantastic. And it, it backs up their characters perfectly. Yeah. A question. Uh, I, I want to propose a little question here. So Zack Snyder says that he has never seen the Joss Whedon version of the movie. He said he didn't want to see it, and then he heard from all the memes and all that. He saw that it it was bad, and um, so now I wonder. He must have known at least some of the key plot points of what people didn't like. He must have known what people didn't like. So do you guys think that? Maybe that, so maybe this isn't his true vision as to what he saw in 2017 or 2016. And this is like his vision times what the fans wanted from the original movie. Or do you think this is actually what he really was like? This is the movie that I wanted before. I saw, I saw an interview of him talking uh, recently about like his overall vision and like even starting with Man of Steel, like they back then they started a vision that he had going through Batman versus Superman and Justice League and like the whole like three parts of Justice League that were supposed to happen. And he said over time, like there was the original plan as the movies came out and they went through pre-production and production for the movies, the plan changed quite a bit. So from what I've gathered, this movie is pretty much the movie he wanted to make and it clearly sets up for more which be, because that's what it was supposed to do in the first place and now we kind of figure the studio won't follow up on that but i think this is majority zach's like true vision for the film that he wanted to release in 2017 how many of you are there not enough dozens of witnesses all over gotham Description matches the suspect in the Metropolis abductions. Parademons. Okay. 
I'm going to piggyback on you there, Dill, and I would say it's probably about 95 to 98% of what Zack Snyder wanted. Um, just because, you know, there's not much that, other than the reshoots, which we all know are reshoots, um, that I don't... Everything, including tone, is Zack Snyder in this. And I, 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 you'd be hard-pressed to say that was influenced by uh, Joss Whedon's cut of the movie or perception of Joss Whedon's cut of the movie. Um, like I said, it, now grant you, having been in at the studio and stuff, um, things do change. Um and I just don't think that, uh, I don't think that it's really, it wasn't affected. If anything, maybe, you know, like I said, the tack-on scenes to the epilogue, like Martian Manhunter with, with Ben Affleck at the end and then the whole nightmare scene with Joker were, you know, just tacked on. My favorite shot? or little like scene from like the whole ending sequence is when they're turning the uh was it was it Wayne Manor they were turning into the Hall of Justice with like seven seats with room for more well it it it's kind of ambiguous in this cut but in mm. the Joss cut it was Wayne Manor so Garrett what what do you think what would what do you think that it would that Snyder's cut was kind of sort of, you know, an answer to Joss's cut. So just answer your own question, basically. Um, I personally feel that, um, I feel that his vision, I feel that it is about, probably 85% or maybe about 80% of the movie was his original vision. Uh, but I do feel that the, the fans did influence um, many different uh, changes to the movie. Um, you know, because a lot of people complained, where was Cyborg? Well, in this Snyder Cut, we saw a lot more Cyborg. Um, in the Whedon Cut, you know, people were very disappointed with how Superman looked. I mean, the mustache uh, CGI was terrible. That was fixed. Obviously, he had a lot more money and he was focusing more on it. They even changed the look of Steppenwolf, that, which was another problem with people had. People didn't like look completely changed him. So I feel that he he did have, he did take into the account, didn't like, even though he claims that he didn't see the movie, I think he saw maybe bits and pieces of it. Uh, Definitely some online, memes online, but I think his vision was influenced by what the fans want. And that is by no means a terrible thing at all. That is that is what a director should do. Or at least if you're making a, a whole new movie is what I'm calling it. Uh, it's pretty much a completely new movie. Um, he's basing what the fans wanted. He, he's, let's just say he's the ultimate DC nerd right here. I mean, if you look at all the, background scenes here or the behind the scenes you see him look like a kid in a candy shop he's got his favorite heroes together and he is like the, the plaything. he's the puppet master he gets to tell them what they have to do for him his vision like playing with toys pretty much he's his toys are these actors in these roles and i just find that to be so fascinating so i feel that as as the nerd that he is He's also bringing the other fans what they wanted, the changes that they want. And that is why I think movie is so well with it's what people wanted or why they want more. I'm craving more. I hope that they do more. Setting up Injustice, setting up the next movies with uh, Justice League 2. He wanted this to be like the Lord of the Rings and... Quite frankly, I could see that. Would I want them to all be four hours each? Eh, maybe not, but I think if it was, it wouldn't bother me. I'd be the full four hours. 
But that's just my little take on it. I think it was influenced a little bit by the fans, um, but that is by all means not a bad thing. And I think that's impressive. He was able to unite this big group to just, you know, praise and want more. And I, I, I love that. I really very much do. Wonder Woman. What do you think, man? You think she'd ever go for a younger guy? She's 5,000 years old, Barry. Every guy's a younger guy. So first of all, I want to thank Garrett and Dylan for coming in and discussing Zack Snyder's Justice League with me today on the podcast. Gonna have them back, probably for more superhero films, if not other films that may intrigue all of us. Before we get out of here, I want you guys to make sure that you check out Roy's Tie-Dye Sci-Fi Corner every Friday at 7 p.m. and every other Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Watch. Check out Mary Beth and Mike Rizzo on Sci-Fi Distilled every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, both on Facebook Watch. And if you missed the live recording, you can pick them up on the podcast strain Wherever you get your podcast, Google, Anchor, Spotify, all those wonderful places. And as for me, next week on the Fez Talks podcast, we're talking about the Deep Space Nine pilot Emissary with my friend Sky. And for all those of you who haven't already, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You get it every anywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, all those awesome podcast places. If you want to get a hold of us on Facebook, it's Fez Talks Dash Podcast. Instagram and Twitter at Fez Talks. And if you want to get a hold of us the old fashioned way, send an email to Fez Talks at gmail.com. Until next time, my super friends. Make your own future. Make your own future.